for all you guys listening, if you ever want to shoot me a DM yeah. or, um, or ask me anything fitness related, uh, you can go to my Instagram is at Ian the Rhino uh, okay. with separated by dots. And um, if you have any uh, business inquiry or want to talk training, CrossFit, powerlifting, um, or interested in training programs, nutrition coaching, uh, one-on-one powerlifting coaching, fat loss, et cetera, kind of work with um, anyone from the elite athlete to gen pop, uh, because I've kind of been all of those things. You can go to uh, at Fortitude Sports Performance, um, or even shoot me an email at info at fortitudesportsperformance.com. And, uh, and I'll get back to you promptly. So for the last like two, <laughs> three years ish, I've been in Miami. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, awesome, man. And, no, that's and dope. If you would have, if you would have asked me if I would have ever lived in Miami yeah. uh, before I lived there, I'd probably have tell, told you no. <laughs> well, tell me like, um, is, is Miami kind of all it's cracked up to be from what I hear? Um, man, it really just depends on what you're about. Yeah. Um, personally, cause like usually like f- from my experience Miami if you if you go there to live there to network yeah. maybe party maybe if you have money and you have money to blow sure um you don't necessarily i wouldn't go there to uh make a bunch of genuine friends that are going to last a lifetime kind <laughs> of thing you you know you, you don't yeah. exactly go there to uh to to meet you know if you're a girl to meet your knight in shining armor or if you're a guy going to meet you know the the girl you're gonna take home to mom sure and uh, <laughs> you wow. know it's usually more so like fast times and um, most of the people that I've you know met there or interacted with there everyone's there to kind of network and try to get ahead and try to make money kind of thing well it's gotta um, help it's gotta know, help it's, your business though right it's kind of it works for for your purposes. Well, for my purposes, from a from a, a fitness standpoint, yeah, Miami is a very it's a it's very much a um, it's very much a, a flashy, showy kind of outward place, and True. so fitness, the whole Latin American culture um, that's prevalent there, uh, it's a very physical, very you know appearance oriented uh, kind of culture, and um, and so you can't like you can't and, and it's sunny all the time and there's the beach and you know so you're it's not lovely, wearing man. jackets you're not covering up so it's very much uh it's very much incentivizes Showy. people to to be fit and to be lean and to be guys to be muscular and you know girls to have big butts so they're because they're in the bikinis all the time and so from a fitness standpoint it's pretty prevalent there it's pretty booming there yeah. there's a lot of gyms uh all kinds of different gyms all kinds of different athletes, you know, you have, uh, weightlifters, crossfitters, powerlifters, um, a lot of, you know, bikini athletes, figure athletes, physique athletes, and just a ton of recreational gym goers, Yeah, you know? So, um, so it's, it's from, uh, from a networking collaboration standpoint, you know, social media standpoint, there's a lot of, uh, quote unquote, Insta famous people down there. It's kind of a it's kind of a destination location, so um, yeah. And there's a big international airport, so you have a lot of traffic that comes through. A lot of times, uh, you know, influencers and people will fly through Miami, and they'll make a few pit stops and try to, you know, take some photos with some other people and collaborate with some people, <laughs> and you know, yeah. push their product and push their business, and then on to the next location, kind of thing. I feel like it's so, all it's um, all about the photo op. 
you know, to, to yeah, when you're, man. when you're living that like Instagram celebrity lifestyle, man, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's almost as if you just go and you meet up with other Instagram celebrities. And if you get the photo ops, you've, you've done what you need to do, you know, post it, <laughs> tell yeah. people about it. And you're like, yeah. all right, let me get my, get myself some more followers, you know? No, it's cool. Man. Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of strictly for that reason. Yeah. Um, I, my lease, my lease is up next month and yeah. I'm not going to renew it. <laughs> it's it's kind of strictly for that reason. Like yeah. I, I get, I get, and I understand, you know, the game and I understand kind of the hustle and I understand how it all works, Yeah. but it's like, I've probably out of all the people I've, I've met a ton of people in the industry mm-hmm. and, um, you know, shot videos with a lot of, you know, well-known people and, you know, competed at a pretty high level in both CrossFit and powerlifting. Yeah. And I would say the majority of the people that I've met and come across through the fitness industry have been, you know, not so authentic. Interesting. Um, Uh, Yeah. And not, not to like paint paint things in a negative light, but oh, just sure. kind of call calling a spade a spade. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's tough. It's tough to interact with people when you know that like they're interacting with you based off something they want. And so it's like, it's like, all right, like, is this, is this authentic or is this not authentic? Or are you just mm-hmm. here to like, kind of keep, keep up, you know, keep up face, you know, make an appearance kind of thing, or you're actually here you know, cause it's, cause it's genuine. It's like, you got to play that little thing in your head yeah. and, you know, more often than not, you know, very, very few people, I think kind of, you, you can go about it one or two ways. You can either prioritize the business aspect first, yeah. or you can prioritize like the friend aspect first. And then the business comes along with that. And I think most of the people that I interact with, it's very much business first and then, you know, if there's a little bit of time to like kind of be friendly, that's cool. But it's like everyone always has their phones out. You know, everyone's so always, true. you know, sticking, sticking the story in everyone's face Take and, a snapshot. you know, filming this and yeah, and, yeah. and acting super extra. And yeah. it's like, and, and I've been around it and I'm, I'm very much probably one of the few people that's like, you know, authentic first and foremost. And then like, all right, we'll, we'll take the, we'll take the photo cause we're, we're obligated to do that, but I'm kind of prefer to be the other way and yeah. for being how I am. And then being around that a lot, it's just like, you can only do Clashing it so long before. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you can only do it so long before you start to get a little cynical. Mm-hmm. Well, you you're <laughs> spent... just like, or just kind of over it. Yeah. And you spent so much time in the, the CrossFit and the powerlifting world and just, from interviewing people and kind of like the, the little bit of experience I'm getting talking to people within that sport, it's it's exactly mm-hmm. what you said where it's way more relationship-based, like genuine, honest-to-God people who are really yeah. like they're in it for the, the teamwork, they're in it for the yeah. relationship. And it's funny, dude, like there is a, a stark contrast between like the vibe of, you know, somebody like you who's, you know, a CrossFit mm-hmm. or powerlifter to somebody who you just described. And so it's kind of, it's mm-hmm. interesting. I'm seeing, I'm seeing that, like that difference that exists. So yeah, it's, yeah. It, that's, that's the well, darndest thing. I, I've, you know, I've talked to some people, I've talked to some very high level athletes and I've talked to some people that have, uh, that have been around in the game, uh, you know, quite a long time. And I was talking to a, a pretty well-known gentleman. I, I won't mention his name, You're but good. he's probably one of the, greatest strength athletes that that there's that's ever lived 
and you know i was talking to him and he's like man he's like all i really know how to how to be he's like i just know how to be me really well and if and if people like me great if people don't like me great that's awesome. he's like i don't know how to be anything other than me kind of in reference to a lot of people um maybe on the internet that end up kind of becoming caricatures of themselves because they see what people want to see and they see what gets more likes and followers. And so they kind of deviate from being originally like they start out maybe being themselves and then they kind of see what starts to make a little bit more money or what gets reactions or shares or likes, et cetera. And then they start to kind of like become someone who they're not or become this almost like a character version of themselves yeah, um, they like kind of they're they're it almost becomes acting in a way, and because there's no clear definition as to when you're acting or when you're working and when you're not, you sort of become this like pseudo this like pseudo version of yourself to the sure. point that like the lines get blurred between who are you at, like who actually are you and who are you not. Yeah, and um and, and for me personally, like I've never. I've never, I may not have, you know, a hundred thousand followers or anything like that. I, I do pretty well for myself with the business I run, my coaching business that I've had up and running for the last year or so, because I work with my athletes yeah. on a pretty personal basis and people I work with get, yeah, people yeah. I work with get results, but I've never once been one of those people to be like, damn, this, like this gets, this does better. This gets more likes, like unless it's something I authentically do yeah. where it's like, it's part of me. Like maybe I'll go shoot guns or something. And I'll, I might post a video of me shooting once in a blue moon. Like if, if people saw that and it got a big reaction and people liked it and like seeing me shoot, well then maybe I would, you know, maybe I would shoot a little bit more or maybe I sure. would, uh, you know, just document it a little bit more and post it a little bit more, but never would someone be like, Hey, like do this thing that's not like you that you don't normally do and um you know because the internet wants to see it like like ian the rhino go salsa dancing we would love to see that honestly like, that'd be kind of cool know. i mean you you say i don't know i don't know man you maybe try salsa dancing you'd probably be surprised you'd be like shit i love this like yeah. i want to do more of this <laughs> yeah <laughs> buy or, crossfit or, or like <laughs> yeah yeah but i don't know man i've just i've always like this I never planned to be where I am right now. I never planned to be, you know, 30 and be a, a coach and, yeah. you know, be working with all these people. Like I was my, my like 10 year plan 10 years ago was to be a nurse anesthetist working in a hospital, like, yeah. you know, full-time job, like the normal, the basic normal bullshit, like married, had kids, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and never would I have, a, would I have imagined that I would be, you know, working remote, working with athletes across the world with some of the experiences that I've had. Um, so like, no, like none of this was planned. And whenever I, st like, whenever I started it, it's always been just an authentic thing for me. It's been me being Helpful. totally, completely myself, just documenting shit that I would be doing regardless of if there was an internet or not. Like I've been lifting this, you know, since I was 12, yeah. I'll always be doing it. I'll always be training. So I've just been putting what I'm putting up what I've been doing anyways. Like I haven't been doing this for anything other than internal reasons. And it just so happens that there's an audience for it. And it just so happens 
that I happen to get good enough to where people say, oh, wow, there's value in your knowledge and expertise. Let me work with you. Can I please pay you so you can help me, you know, learn and, and improve along the way? Yeah, if you're if you're good at what you do, people seek it out. I mean, that's always is that exactly. that's how that's how it goes. And and you be so you your original education was as a nurse anesthetist. You did that for because I know you worked in some hospitals. You spent some time mm-hmm. before you before you branched off into the coaching world. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. man. I I um well, I started I. I started, uh, I got my BSN back in 2014. I was living up in Jacksonville, Florida. Nice. And um, at the time while I was in school, uh, I was, I'd kind of dabbled in CrossFit a little bit in my undergrad and, um, you know, like freshman, sophomore year, it didn't really stick. Yeah. And then whenever I was getting my nursing degree, I kind of jumped into it a little bit more. I happened to start going again and I went to a I started going again to a gym nearby that was a little bit more competitive that was like involved in the open and the regionals and all that stuff and local competitions and they had some competitive athletes. And that's when I got sucked in and that's when I caught, uh, caught the bug. And, um, so I was competing in like, like 2012, 2013, 2014, uh, kind of locally in the Southeast region, kind of when CrossFit hit, it's like, kind of golden heyday you know peak so to speak when it was like really cool and everyone was doing it and it was like the thing to do and um you know go to all the regional competitions and we competed at some of those and like the wadapalooza and everything and um bro that's awesome and then (laughs) dude man it was so great yeah that's that's so great I, I, I can and, imagine, uh, but, I can imagine the sensation you got just sort of, I don't know it, when I, and I remember it was, it was like obvious that CrossFit was a ma- the thing, you know, it was the, it was the turning point in fitness as a whole. And yeah, it was around that time yeah. when I, everybody was talking about, they're like, Oh dude, you got to do CrossFit. You got to go to CrossFit, you know? So it must've mm-hmm. been cool. It though. was, yeah, well yeah. it was, it was like 2012 was kind of right kind of like when and it's crazy because okay. it, that's so long ago dude yeah yeah like that's 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 so that's, many years ago yeah that it like still kind of blows my mind because it doesn't feel like it was that long ago it's true but it's um true. like like that it, it you know that was kind of like building that year like the games were getting coverage sure. uh there they got moved to like the stub hub center mm-hmm. and then um and then really 2013 14 15 like that three or four years, it kind of like exploded and peaked and mm. there was all the coverage and like they were, the the main website was doing a great job of like turning the athletes into celebrities. And like to me, like for someone that was kind of like right at that right age, like that early 20s, early mid 20s age range, like seeing kind of CrossFit pop up this new sport and these athletes were they were they were pretty freaking jacked. They were also like very lean, but they were also very functional Yeah, and they could do all this stuff. And in my mind, I was like, I was like, wow, like I want to be like that. that. Like, yeah. Well, it was like, uh, you, you take a, you take a bodybuilder, bodybuilders look crazy, but they are completely impractical and they can't do anything. Yeah. Um, you know, you take a powerlifter, powerlifters are insanely strong and you know pretty practical in some cases but most of them you know most most of the the really good ones a lot of them are very athletic but it's not like they're also getting winded going upstairs and they can't do shit for more than one or two minutes 
Sure. Um, you know, before they just kind of want to sit down or they're tired. Yeah. And then, you know, when, when weightlifting kind of similar in the same, in the same extent, just a different application of the strength. And so I see CrossFitters and I see them deadlifting 500 pounds, squatting four or 500 pounds and running five, six minute miles. And I was like, wow, these guys are like super soldiers. I want to do that. Like if I can be really good at that, then I will be like the equivalent of like a super soldier or Captain America or whatever analogy you want to use. And so that was kind of what sucked me in to, um, you know, pushing my body to that degree. And in turn, what made me realize that I had a a bit of a knack for strength, you know, like a lot of people it did. And so it kind of filtered me out. Once I kind of got mine, it filtered me over into powerlifting. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so it's, so it took you, so you started with CrossFit and then you went into, now, can I ask you this though? It's like, from what you see though, does, does CrossFit transfer better into powerlifting? Like which, which, like if you were a powerlifter, Mm -hmm. would it be tough for you to go into CrossFit or if you were a CrossFitter, would it be tough for you to go into powerlifting? I, th- I think it depends on your mindset. Okay. Um, I, th- I think it really, really depends on your mindset. I think it depends on your build and your size. Okay. Yeah, um, for sure. So I, I would say there's a strong individual component there. Yeah. CrossFit by like it, CrossFit itself rewards a certain size individual and a certain body type. Okay. So if you're, you're looking at most of the, most of the best CrossFit athletes are going to be in that five, eight to five, 10, range yeah um you might even say five seven to five nine a uh, uh, kind of a stockier body type sure um you know like a very very average kind of build not not very lanky not short not too short but like kind of stocky five seven to five nine um maybe around 185 to 200 pounds okay and so so you have to if you take that frame and you take that body weight and you have a power lifter that's a very strong power lifter um, within that that body type, and that per and that power lifter has the mental ability. If they really want it and they want to push their pain tolerance, and they have a mental knack for pain tolerance, and maybe they were uh, an athlete in high school or an athlete in college, that person could one hundred percent totally transition to CrossFit, assuming they were flexible enough. Because oh, um, okay. a lot of powerlifters, a lot of powerlifters have, uh, you know, some of some people excel at powerlifting because they're able to create a lot of tension, and maybe they have uh, tight hips, and their hips help them squat, you know, a certain depth a little bit better, etc. Like you totally can, um, but uh, it's just it, it's it, dependent. It's tough. Yeah, it's yeah. dependent on some of the. It's dependent on some of those variables. Because to be a good CrossFitter, like you can obviously be pretty good. Like, how good are we talking? You know, if you're outside of those parameters I gave, obviously there's outliers. You know, and and there's obviously people outside of those parameters that are still good, that still go to the games, etc. But you're probably just not going to see them. You know, in the top ten or on any kind of podium. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh. But like in general, to be a great CrossFitter, if you're strong, if you're flexible, and if you have a, a good range of motion, um, then you should be able to excel because I don't care who you are. 
you know, what kind of muscle fiber type you're predisposed to having genetically, yeah. you should be able to, de- to develop and push adaptation in terms of conditioning. So if you're, if you're fairly athletic, if you have good body awareness, and if you're strong and flexible, if you're strong and flexible, you can do just about damn near anything oh, yeah, with your body. You're set. You know, yeah. the, the, the issue is that most flexible people aren't strong or a lot of flexible people aren't strong and a lot of strong people aren't flexible. flexible. Uh, and, and the, and one of the most important things about CrossFit to be good at it is energy efficiency, the efficient utilization of your energy um, technique matters in the exercises. You want to get the work done, expending as little energy as possible. And if you are super tense, if you're in a bad position and you're having to like really strain like say you suck really bad at overhead squats and you have poor overhead position and you're straining like 20, 30% harder yeah. than the guy next to you, you're going to fatigue you're a thousand out. times quicker. Huh. Yeah. And so, so, you know, for me, luckily, um, you know, I was a little bit heavier than, uh, than the tip. I was heavier and stronger than the typical CrossFit athlete, a little more stocky. but I was still, yeah, 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 I was I was five eight two twenty. Yeah, that's big. Um, I I was five eight two twenty. I had a six hundred pound squat and close yeah. to a seven hundred pound deadlift and close to a four hundred pound bench. Yeah, Jeez. um, but so I was probably like one of, if not the strongest guy at the games. Uh, both of the years I went, I don't know anyone else that could deadlift as much as I did. Yeah. Um, we, we never got to test it, unfortunately. Like they never gave us like a CrossFit total, like they did some of the years. Um, we had some Olympic weight lifts, but, uh, you know, uh, which I was like pretty decent at my, my, I was never really great at, a at, a um, like a one rep max jerk because I sucked at split jerking. I was a push jerker, power that's jerker. A hard one, though. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, I don't know yeah. too much about it, but just looking at it, like you can, you can kind of break it. You're like, wow, that's, there's a lot more going into that than, you know, what, what yeah. it seems like but yeah no i can i can understand yeah. for sure but but like at my peak right before the 2017 games like this yeah. was this was and probably will be the fittest i will ever be in my entire life yeah. because i don't i don't ever see the stars aligning like now or in the future for me in terms of like not having anything else to worry about and having like no stress in my life <laughs> and just wholly focused on training yeah. to where I can put all my energy into it to like reach this high of a level of adaptation. Sure. But I was like, I was maybe 220 pounds. I was like right going into the 2017 games and I was peaking super hard and I was, I was running like a six minute mile. I was deadlifting, you know, squatting 600 deadlifting close to 700 I think I did 18 unbroken muscle ups and, Jeez, um, and I you. was, I was, I was rowing like a 645 to a 642 K, um, you know, doing 50 unbroken handstand pushups. And I put, I put at one point, I put 225 pounds on a barbell and I squatted it a uh, hundred and one times for one whole set straight through. Jeez, man. No, that's in, that's incredible. My legs would be falling off if I could even squat that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the only the only regret I have is that I stopped. Yeah. And that I didn't just keep going to like like I stopped and I probably could have gotten 
however many reps I would have gotten before I cramped. But the fact of the matter is I stopped and I could have, I could have kept doing more. I was only limited by, <laughs> I wasn't limited by my, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was only, I was only limited by my, um, my cardiovascular endurance, sure. right? I wasn't limited by my muscular endurance because I would do two reps. Yeah. My heart rate would spike. I'd take a deep breath for a second, like steady. My heart rate would drop a little bit. Do it again. And then I'd just do a couple more reps. Yeah, exactly. The whole set was like maybe eight or nine minutes long. Jeez, man. That's still, but I mean, but, even even still though, it's 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 unbroken. Like it's, you're right. It gets to a point, especially when you're squatting. Yeah. I mean, shit, you feel, you feel your heart rate going up and you got to like take a second, mm -hmm. do it again. Just kind of like yeah. oscillate through it. Yeah. No, yeah. that's, that's mm -hmm. awesome, yeah. man. From what you were saying earlier though, I, I had wanted to ask you this, you know, you were talking about kind of backtracking though. You had, you had, you had talked about, you know, meeting people who were genuine or not genuine. Why do you think sure. from a business perspective, why do you think people who are not genuine are just as popular as people who are truly genuine like yourself. Cause I know I had this talk with somebody else. Like, I don't know what mm -hmm. the business model is because from a, uh, that perspective, I don't like, what's your opinion? Why do you think it works? Why do you think it clearly you look at them and you're like, you know, it, it, they can't be, they don't look like they'd be the most genuine person. Right. And, but I don't know yeah. why, why they're popular, why it's working, you know? I don't know. What mm -hmm. do you think? I think it, this this might sound a little cynical, but um, but they cater to the common denominator. And I think most people, uh, a lot of people, like you have, you know, different tiers of intelligence when it comes to humans. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> most people, you know, most people are, you know, average in their intelligence sure. and, you know, a lot of people below average as evidenced by the internet. And a lot of people, frankly, just don't care. A lot of people don't mm. pick up on it. A mm. lot of people don't think too in depth to things. And this is the most important one. How much can you actually pick up on that through the frame of a social media platform? True. Yeah. Um, yeah. With, with, you know, how easy is it for someone to portray something that they're not or exaggerate themselves mm -hmm. through a social media platform to the point that the person on the other end has the wherewithal to pick up on it or yeah. interpret that as anything other than who this person actually is. Hmm. Wow, I like they, that. They so, so the only way for the person that say this person on the other end has been following this in this certain individual for a while. Yeah. And they're like, Oh man, this person's so great. This person's so awesome because they're interpreting how this person portrays themselves, how this influencer portrays themselves through the internet. And then that person goes to an expo and that person has, you know, thinks this person's amazing and they mm -hmm. wait in line for a half hour or an hour, however long, to go meet this person, shake hands for, with them, yeah. and they meet them in person, have a two-minute conversation with them, and they're completely underwhelmed by the experience because they actually got, they actually met this person in person when this individual probably wasn't at their best because they've talked to hundreds of people by now, and the the interaction is very fake, generic, very shallow, and they actually are like, oh damn, like 
that's how they actually are. Mm. And it's like, oh, so you, you, there's so much when it comes to communication, there is so much that doesn't, that, that happens. Like there's so much that happens when two humans communicate that is nonverbal in terms of body language, facial expression. Like, I want to say it's like 90% of all language or communication is nonverbal. Yeah. That's and so high. like how much, and so it's like, you know, when you're, when the only thing that someone is seeing about you is a, a photo or a, a short video clip, um, or they're just reading text, etc. you can really, you can really create whatever, if you're good at it, hmm. you can really create whatever kind of narrative you want to create. Oh, that's, that's interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. So to your point, it's, it's, it's people really would just kind of look at their, their personality on their social media and really just the, their mm-hmm. first thought would be, Oh, that's cool. I want to be like that. And then that's what works out yeah. in the end. It's not, and, and like what you said, you know, the majority of mm-hmm. communication is from what is seen, what is, what is looked at. Yeah. So people don't, mm-hmm. people can't make a, a, an educated guess about like the actual person they are unless they actually met them mm-hmm. maybe. But yeah, I get what you're saying. It's, it's, it unless, looks, it looks cool. they maybe met them, maybe spent some time around them. Yeah. But the, the, the thing is, is like, in just you saying that, like, the person sees that says, Oh, that person's so cool. Oh, yeah. I want to be just like that, et cetera. They literally don't know that the, the psychology that the person that they're watching is literally acting the way they're acting mm. so that that person will say, Oh, well, that's cool. I want to be like that. That's eccentric or that's flashy, et cetera. Uh, like these so people that are, you know, have, 500,000 followers, million followers, what have you, Mm -hmm. like they literally study how to influence people. Mm. It's, it's they like there, there's the stuff has been around long enough that there's science, there's statistics, like it's like, it's very much, you know, like, like I said, it's not there. It's not genuine anymore. There's a point where it goes from being, authentic to not being authentic and being more of like almost like you could you know you could take a course on it like what are the ways to influence someone you can you know by what you say what you wear how you look the things you do how you do it and it's like it's almost like and and this is getting a little bit dark but it's it's almost like you you some of these people they do this for so long time you know such a long time and they're creating content i'm sure there's you know there's a lot of people that create content with the aim of you know bringing benefit and bringing value sure but a lot of people create content with the aim to manipulate right but i I agree with that i i see what you're saying it's it's what it is it's it's low-key manipulation it's manipulating someone i mean that's sales right yeah, that's that's marketplace. That's you're working with. Yeah, yeah you're you're manipulating the marketplace. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so all these people that are that follow all these, you know, all these normal everyday people on social media <laughs> who follow all of these other people are literally they they are following them. They read their stuff, and they're getting manipulated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it 
and you said it just you know perfectly that they they do mm. so they post these things with the mm. express goal of um of making people think that so yep. yeah i guess it's 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 more of a business angle and you're right it's very, mm -hmm. like they study it and i think do you think that there's a fine line cuz you had mentioned it do you think they're always mm -hmm. trying to keep it within you know a place that they can control it cuz i guess you could get to a point where all of a sudden people don't find you appealing or don't find you that that impressive you know i guess it's just a game you're mm -hmm. playing a game i suppose yeah well i mean that's that's why uh that would that's why all your photos and videos have metrics and statistics true so you can see what does good like you know you when you convert your account to you know different kinds of accounts they offer you the statistics you can see you know where your um, where your audience lives what times they're active at uh you know That's what right. posts typically get the most shares i mean i can tell you right off right off the bat that like for my content like people are like, why don't you ever wear a shirt? And I'm like, well, because I the literally, literally the amount of exposure that a post of mine gets if I'm wearing a shirt versus not wearing a shirt is oh, like probably, black and white. Yeah, I was about to say it's probably you know? exponential. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, and then and like I I understand how how it works, you know, how views work and how you know the the pr people's primitive lizard brain works yeah. to where I understand like why the, you know, most people, like I said, are pretty simple in their thought process and, you know, guys see tits, guys see ass. And, you know, yeah. so they respond see with a, a double body. tap and like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's all, we're all very primitive beings at the end of the day. And so it's like, it's the same, the same type of culture that, you know, is glorified in pop culture is obviously going to do well on Instagram, the flashy, you know, sex drugs rock and roll all that stuff yeah and um and so being aware of that it's mm -hmm. like okay like let's say like that's all fine and dandy but let's say that like i'm personally more interested in philosophies and concepts and things with a little bit more substance and higher thought process then i have to maybe you know and i i'm a decent writer i like writing yeah um, i've always been pretty decent at writing and I try to deliver, I try to deliver different perspectives and information, knowledge and thought process in my captions. And so maybe I have to use a really shallow flex picture to <laughs> deliver a, to, to deliver a caption that's yeah. going to maybe invoke some thought on that person that's driving to their nine to five, oh, you know, that's, that's going to, that's going to invoke some yeah, it's going to invoke yeah. some existential thought on, you know, or maybe um, maybe I have to, you know, take a, a thirst trap of a photo yeah. and put it in a slide and pair it with another photo that's like an <laughs> infographic. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm I'm doing a presses shirtless and I want to talk about blood pressure. And so I pair that with a blood pressure infographic and I talk about 10 different ways you can lower your you lower your blood pressure, you know. Oh man, I'd love to see you do that with with such a super random topic, like just just talk about like nursing, like nurse anesthetists. Like, did yeah. you know that being an anesthesiologist? <laughs> talk about well, it's like it's it's like that page, man. There's a page called "Girls with Irrelevant Captions," and it's just like what? various pictures. The, oh, the, if you haven't followed if you haven't followed it yet, you got to go follow. It. It's called "Girls with Irrelevant Captions." <laughs> 
And it's just, it's literally like slutty girls, like posting selfies, like with their, you know, whatever position they're in with like their legs behind their head or whatever they do. Yeah. And then it'll be, it'll be that with like a caption that is just completely <laughs> irrelevant to the actual photo. Oh, that's funny. dude! I didn't even know that existed. Damn. Yeah. And, and there's a, there's a, yeah. And it's even page for everything. Yeah, for sure. But it's, it's, it's kind of a clever, a clever approach to, uh, manipulating Instagram, you know, using the, the algorithm yeah. for your, your needs, you know, like you, you draw yeah. them in and then you're like, guess what? You're going to have a Ted talk now. Like, here you go. Yeah. Here's Which, your Ted talk. And, and like, the thing is that I think like, I don't like in this situation, I think these are so it's like, there's, there's two ways. Either you're just putting a caption there because you have no idea what to write. So you just put some shit there because yeah. you want to show your body. Like is the intention, the caption or is the intention, the picture. And in a lot of these cases, I think it's just the intent is the picture just to get attention. Yeah. But I, I do know, I know of some, some, I know, of, I know specifically know some people who will put like girls that I'm friends with, <laughs> will put a picture of like their butt or something yeah. because they're like, Hey, I actually want to get my bench press used today. Like the sets that I did. And so the first picture will be their ass. And then if you swipe, you actually see their workout and the caption is like their sets and rep scheme and uh, their workout for the day. Uh, oh, <laughs> and I, and it, and they'll literally write in the caption, "Yeah, here's my butt to get this on the explore page. And then my actual workout follows kind of thing. That's yeah. Because, Oh, but then you're right. Yeah. The, the explore page is always, is always just, just that it's a bunch of, Thirst traps and you know draws you in and everything yeah man that's dude you've you've like educated me for the past it's crazy because i didn't know about um these approaches and everything i really didn't like i didn't i didn't know about um how how people go about using instagram because i'm still i still act clueless you know you go on instagram you're like why isn't it working and you know yeah so no that's that's clever dude